Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer, a podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments and put the headlines in perspective to set you up for the coming day. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. My name is Alexander Peterson. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Roman Kanziani, Head of Investment Writing, Carsten Menke, Head of Next Generation Research, and Mathieu Raschetta, Head of Equity Strategy Research. So let's get started. I'll hand over to you first, Roman, for today's market wrap-up. Yes, uh, good morning, everybody. Well, of course, all eyes yesterday were on the U.S. Federal Reserve's decision to high grades by the expected 75 basis points to range now between 2.25 and 2.5%, and its chairman, Jerome Powell's press conference thereafter, during which Mr. Powell said that the Fed will press on with the steepest tightening in a generation to curb inflation. While one might think that this is not really positive for financial markets as such, traders took comfort of some remarks that further hikes might be a bit slower and the peak of interest rates might be lower than priced in before yesterday's announcement. So stock markets spiked and the US dollar dipped. The S&P 500 index closed the day up by 2.6%, with all of its 11 sectors delivering a positive performance on the day. Telecom, tech and consumer discretionary stocks outperformed, while utilities and real estate underperformed. The move up was even stronger with the tech-heavy Nasdaq, which pushed 4.3% higher. The US dollar fell against most of its peers as the market paired rate hike projections. The Japanese yen is stronger this morning, trading at just above 135 yen versus the US dollar, and the euro shot up too, trading above the 102 level at the very moment. Yields on government debt are also down. Two-year yields fell by about seven basis points since yesterday, trading at 299 this morning. And 10-year US Treasuries are changing hands at 278 this morning, about two basis points lower than yesterday. In the commodity space, oil extended its gains after a big draw in US crude inventories. Gold is higher too, trading at 1,737 US dollars per ounce. And finally, Bitcoin is also up trading above 23,000 US dollars, trying to break out from its recent range between 19 and 23,000 US dollars. In other US news, Senator Joe Manchin and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer have finally struck a deal on a tax, energy and climate bill, breaking a deadlock on the Democrats' long-sought legislation to enact major parts of President Joe Biden's agenda. The plan would generate an estimated 739 billion US dollars in revenue, spend 433 billion and reduce deficits by 300 billion over a decade. The stock market rally has fizzled out somewhat overnight with most markets up but far less than one might expect after such a strong rally in the US. The Japanese Nikkei closed its trading session up by 0.25%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng is currently down a bit and Chinese onshore stocks trade about 0.5% higher. Australian stocks are up a bit stronger after retail sales there increased at the slowest pace this year, probably a sign that interest rate increases to contain the quickening inflation are beginning to weigh on household spending. And closer to home, it looks more and more likely that Giorgia Meloni, the leader of the far-right Brothers of Italy party, will become the country's next prime minister after striking a deal with Silvio Berlusconi's Forza Italia party. Looking ahead, 
we have a news pack day with an avalanche of companies, including Amazon, Apple and MasterCard reporting on their Q2 results, as well as the initial reading of the US second quarter GDP, which is expected to be slightly positive. Otherwise, we'll have German CPI inflation numbers and Spanish retail sales. So stocks in Europe are likely to trade a tad higher in the morning, while US futures are slightly in the red after the strong rally yesterday. That's it from me. Back to you, Alex. Thank you very much, Roman. And now, Carson, as I understand, you are joining us from a studio today. Over to you for the update on battery metals recycling. Thank you very much. So we all know that the future of mobility is electric. The share of electric vehicles in the streets is rising rapidly across the world's major markets. And by the middle of the century, we believe almost every car sold in the world will come with a plug. Obviously, this will drive demand growth for batteries and battery metals, such as aluminium, copper, nickel, or lithium. While the share of battery-related demand will remain rather low for aluminium and copper due to the size of these markets, it will reach between 35 and 70% for the smaller nickel and lithium markets by 2050. Bringing both environmental and economical benefits for battery manufacturers and car companies, the recycling of electric vehicle batteries will play a crucial role to meet this demand growth. As of today, the technologies to recycle lithium-ion batteries already exist, but capacities need to be expanded massively to meet future needs. Looking ahead, we project that battery recycling volumes will follow the same S-curve pattern, which we believe will describe the sales of electric vehicles and thus the demand for battery metals. Starting slowly, gaining pace, rising rapidly, and then reaching a steady state. By the middle of the century, recycling can cover most of the demand for battery metals, i.e. between 70% and 85%. Further out into the future, the recycling loop will be closed, paving the way for truly sustainable electric cars. The mining industry will thus enjoy only a temporary phase of structural demand growth, putting it between a rock and a hard place in terms of investment decisions. While we are truly excited about the long-term prospects of battery metals recycling, we also need to acknowledge its limited investability, not just today, but likely also in the future. Today, this is due to the nascent nature of the industry and the low volumes of end-of-life batteries. In the future, it could be due to a very high integration of the industry, with the recycling being performed by the battery companies or car companies leaving little space for independent recyclers. Due to the batteries being a very crucial component of every electric vehicle, we see a very high likelihood of vertical integration. Overall, for the circular economy investment theme, we remain constructive. Thank you very much, Carsten. And now I'll hand over to you, Mathieu. We're looking forward to hearing your comments on the earnings season so far. Thank you, Alexander, and also good morning from my side. So by now we are almost halfway through the earnings season in the US. So roughly 40% of the S&P 500 market cap have reported quarterly um, earnings results. So far, uh, we can say that the earnings season is not as bad as many investors have feared. Um, to be fair, you know, investor expectations going into the earnings season was very weak, very bearish. Um, we have seen some companies reporting quite bad results, but the stock price rallied, which really shows how weak sentiment was. Um, compared to last quarters, the percentage of companies beating earnings and sales expectation is lower. 
Um, if you look on a sector level, it's mostly the defensive sectors such as healthcare and consumer stables that reported the most positive surprises, while the cyclical sectors are at the bottom of the ranking here. Um, guidance of the companies continues to be rather weak, so there are twice as many companies guiding down than up. But what's interesting is if you look at the comments from management, um, so in previous quarters, the main concern of executive has been on the supply side, given the you know supply chain disruptions uh, that were seen caused by the pandemic and then further amplified by the war in Ukraine. But this time around, the main concern of executives has shifted to the demand side, given the increasing risk of a recession that we are seeing. Um, so the mention of mentions of the word weak demand in earnings transcript has jumped in the second quarter. And this is especially the case for the consumer names, uh, which are most exposed to the negative effects of inflation and also the shift in consumer patterns from goods to services. Um, if you look across the Atlantic in Europe, uh, the earnings season there usually starts a bit later. So, so far, we only have approximately 20% of the earnings released. And also their beat ratio has been lower than during previous quarters, mainly driven by negative surprises from the cyclical sectors. Um, so overall, we can say that the earnings season results is evolving better than feared, especially in the US, and should help to lift um, investor sentiment. That's all from my side. And with that, back to you, Alexander. Thank you very much, Mathieu. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Market Podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again soon. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, or our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbear.com. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation, or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Bear to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives, or other products, or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbaer.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.